Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Fresh. We'll sit right back and I'll tell you how you can get fresh. It's God. Everything else about this planet makes you stale. God's the only thing that freshens it up. Who was praying for a Queensland or a, um, I don't know, Hawaiian holiday? Anyone else? You're welcome. God just turned up. No joke. I walked out and I'm standing out putting witches' hats so no one gets bogged in our beautiful car park. <laughs> Our carpool. And I'm loving the rain. It's falling on me. It felt like Hawaiian mist. Those that have been in Hawaii, they say it doesn't rain here. It's, it's Hawaiian mist. You just walk around it. All the tourists are running for cover and you're like, you've got to be a local. You just walk in the rain. There was something fresh about this morning. It wasn't like home for us. This is totally different to us here in Mildura, isn't it? Wake up a fresh morning where it's humidity. It's like, what? Our air conditioner was going all night and Kylie walks in and goes, our windows are all like frosted up. Because the atmosphere outside was different to the atmosphere that was inside. And I can feel there's a bit of condensation starting to form, getting goosebumps guys, on the people of God, because the atmosphere inside is different to the atmosphere that's out here. (laughs) So he says right here, see I am doing a new thing, now it springs up, do you not perceive it? It's telling me right here that there are, there are always going to be people that are searchers, that are looking for signs. They're explorers. They're inventors. They're people that say, why is it like this and why can't it be different? How are you looking at the world at the moment? Because there's too many of us looking at it. It's, it's bad and it's only getting worse. If you've got those words coming out of your mouth, you've got to stop because you're actually fighting against God. Because what you're viewing is actually the natural deterioration of the material, manifested physical world. It's going to happen. It's physics. The entropy of the universe strives. The decay of the universe strives towards a maximum. It's all going to decay. But us, we are being renewed we are not a, you're no longer just earth anymore. See, once you've tasted of heaven, you're not of this planet anymore. Nothing on this planet will satisfy you anymore. You look at these astronauts, you wonder, why do you want to keep going back into space? Why do you want to keep depleting your, you know, once, once they're in space, this is the thing, you've got to stay attached to this planet. You've got to stay attached to this planet to exist. Thanks, guys. Oh, you can keep playing, Will, I love it. You know, like... You don't have to. 
We've got to stay attached to this planet. As soon as we get off gravity, our bone marrow stops developing. These guys, after a year in space, they can't walk. Their bones are so weak. They know they just were not made for it. But there's something about them. They've tasted a different atmosphere. They've seen something different. They've gone where no one very really, like hardly any of us are going to get there. I want to go there one day. Even if they just shoot my body out, I don't know. That'll be a thing one day, won't it? <laughs> so Daniel, a few weeks back, downloaded a great message from God. Out of Isaiah 33, thanks, Darth. And I was reading this because there's so much in this. So much. In the beginning of it, it's talking about people that have never been you know, never had trauma in their life, yet you are traumatizing people. People that are, you know, you are, you're bringing judgment even though you've never been judged. You're, you're bringing all this control, you've greed, even though you've never had it shown to you. And he's talking about Israel. He's going, guys, I showed you so much better behavior than this. And this is where you end up. So glad that God never leaves us. Then on Isaiah 33, he says in verse 10, sorry, Darcy, I'm jumping. I told you. There's always a precursor to giving Darcy scriptures or anyone in scriptures. I go, this is what I think is going to happen. Probably won't. Isaiah 33, when all these things take place, now I will rise, says the Lord. Now I will be exalted. Now I I will lift myself up. I've tried so hard to prop God up. I thought he needed my help. Recently, I watched a movie. Kylie told me off for it. So this is confession time. But it was the Catholic Church. It was Russell Crowe's new movie. And in it, the the Catholic Church is saying, we need your help to fight a darkness. God, I need your help. Otherwise, a darkness to take over this world. We need your help to fight the darkness. And I'm like, does God really need our help to fight darkness? I think we're carrying a bit of darkness with us. We, we need to defeat the darkness in us, don't we? That's the objective. <clears throat> God says we don't need to prop him up. We don't need to lift him up. But we do need to carry him. We do need to glorify him. We do need to exalt him. Then this is what God says to those whose behavior is adverse to his kingdom. He says, you shall conceive chaff. You shall bring forth stubble. Your breath as fire shall devour you. And the people shall be like the burnings of lime. Like thorns cut up, they shall be burned in the fire. I stopped and pondered on this. The burnings of lime. There's atmospheres in the burnings of lime. So we used to make cement differently. We used to have lime and they'd use it as mortar and they'd make, it's great, it lasts way better than cement if it's treated right. But they cook bones and calcium carbonate at an intense temperature. At 900 degrees, calcium carbonate breaks down into carbon dioxide and calcium, the lime part. 
the calcium is under one atmosphere of pressure at 900 degrees, but Sorry, the carbon dioxide is under one atmosphere of pressure, but the calcium carbonate is under 3.8 atmospheres of pressure. And when that transfer takes place, the carbon dioxide is released from it and it is transformed into something different. From being bone, dead earth, dead material, it now can be used as something pliable by us. But there's something, there's always a waste. There's always waste. The burnings of lime. You might say, why, why am I talking about this? Just let it wash over you this morning. I, I, I love science. It's part of, I love this about God. Because when we see his patterns in creation, it shows us patterns in his realm. They're so, hmm, they're not the same, but they point to each other. So the burnings of lime. One of the worst things about that is the noxious fumes. There are dead bodies all around lime kilns. Human beings at the moment have a noxious atmosphere around them. We all do. If we are going through, because we will produce something, we will produce something with the decay of our existence, but it won't be life. It'll just be used to patch up holes and to put other things together. We are called to be living stones, living stones, living stones. We don't want to let off noxious stuff. I'm telling you, I've been around some people. I've been that person at times where I'm just noxious. But God says, now I will rise. Now. Verse 13, it goes on to say this. Hear you who are far off what I have done. And you who are near, acknowledge my might. That's those who are not in the house, those that are in the house. Those that don't know God, those that are walking with God. Right now, he's saying, I'm going to reveal myself. And those that are far off, they're going to hear what I am doing at the moment. And those that are near, you better acknowledge this is me doing it. Otherwise, you're going to miss it. Then it says this most profound thing, the sinners in Zion, the sinners in Zion. You ever feel like that's pointing to you? The sinners in Zion. Because <laughs> I want to be pure with God. I want to be clean, but I know I still miss the mark. And what do we do about that? We repent. We get back in line with God. It is so beautiful, so easily done. Don't ever, please, don't ever think, oh, well, I failed again. I keep doing this. This is who I am. I might as well just give myself over to this. No, please, no, please, no. We have all been there. There is some point in your life you've got to take it and just say, this is faith. You're forgiven me. Then you've got to speak it to yourself. You are forgiven you are forget you got to say it to yourself guys hear it hear it come on zion we're in zion this is what we're talking about this is the house this is the the calling this is the place the realm of god it says those of the sinners in zion are afraid fearfulness has seized the hypocrites i hate hypocrisy i hate it in me I hate it in others. I, I, I identify it in myself. That's why I can see it in others. And it's like, I don't like it. We've got to get rid of hypocrisy. What is hypocrisy? It's masks. It's masks. Don't put masks up anymore. Be real. 
And then it says this most profound thing. Who among us shall dwell with the devouring fire? This is God. He is a consuming fire. Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? But we do. We do. He who walks uprightly and speaks uprightly. He who despises the gain of oppressions. Oh, guys. Who gestures with his hands, refusing bribes. Who stops his ear up from people that's saying, I hate this person, I hate them, I wish they were dead. Nah, shut it off. Shuts his eyes to seeing evil. He will dwell on high. See, this is calling us into a high place, guys. Father, I just thank you for your freshness here. Freshness right now. You will dwell on high. Your place of defense will be a fortress of rocks. Bread will be given to you. Your water will be sure. Your eyes will see the king in his beauty. They will see the land that is far off. (laughs) That's heaven, isn't it? Fresh breath. Fresh breath. He's giving us a way in the wilderness. I'm just going to speak some fresh things out. Is that okay? These are just words that God gave me. See, I'm doing a new thing. It springs up. A way in the wilderness. A way speaks of its direction, its purpose. Fresh breath of purpose. Fresh purpose. Fresh purpose. Fresh purpose. Fresh direction. Father, thank you for fresh direction, fresh purpose for each one of us. Thank you, Father. That's the way. It's the way. It's the way in the wilderness. He's making a way in the wilderness. It's right there before you. But the way, a map, requires submission. Because I've been out hiking, and I say, right, we've got to walk up this mountain and then down. But that way looks so much easier. But that's where the track, it requires submission to be safe. It requires submission to know where the, where the pitfalls are. Because otherwise, I'm just going to go and find them myself and then put maps and little skull and crossbones on the map saying, please don't walk here. And everyone goes, why would I? The map says to go that way. The way in the wilderness, you must submit to it. Without submission, the way is useless. What's the way? It's Jesus. He's making a way. It's the way. In, in Him is the way of life. It's the way of truth. It's the way of everything. Fresh submission, fresh direction, fresh purpose, fresh submission. (laughs) Then it says streams in the wasteland. Streams speak of life, speak of provision, speak of cleansing, washing, cleansing, refreshing. I don't know if you've ever like being in the river and on a really hot day and the top is warm and it's like a warm bath and you just duck dive and you go down and it's cold and it's just chill and you're like, I could stay here as long as my lungs last. Father, thank you for your refreshing. Streams in the wasteland. So wherever you've got wastelands at the moment, thank you for life. Thank you for provision. Thank you for cleansing. Thank you for refreshing. If you've got a wilderness at the moment, thank you for the way. Thank you for the way. The way out of the wilderness, the way through the wilderness, the way, the way, the way.
speaking to people who know what I'm talking about here this morning. Matthew 7, 21. This convicts me to the core. This is where Jesus, after the Sermon on the Mount, oh my goodness, Matthew 5, Matthew 6, Matthew 7, He is saying, blessed are you, blessed are you, blessed are you. Oh God, He, he just opens up, He fulfills the law. He says, not one letter is going to be taken away. Heaven and earth are going to erode first before one letter is removed from the law. I'm not here to take away the law. I'm here to fulfill the law. They had no concept of what he was saying at that point. We do. Why don't we eat this up like gelato? Why aren't we sucking this down like coffee in the morning? What is it that turns your world on? I don't know if it's gelato. I had some last night. It was delicious. Thank you. Praise be to gelato too. Don't forget to thank Jesus for cheeses. I'll get off track. Sorry. Matthew 7, 21. Then Jesus throws out something really wild here. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Do you think he was trying to tell us something really important here? I don't want to miss this. Oh, wow. But only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day in verse 22, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly. This isn't aggressively, this isn't angrily, this is plainly. I want that to really soak in here. There's not... Do you realize that I've always taken this as being a really condemning thing this is a realigning thing right here this is what Jesus is saying why do we look at it and go oh no oh that's me why do we not take this as an invitation like what what's he really saying here because I'm going to look at the judgment aspect of it straight away (laughs) many will say Lord Lord did we not do all these things I will tell them plainly I never knew you away from me you evildoers Plainly. Okay, the warning's out. You don't want to hear that. Don't want to hear that, do we? Agree. Please agree with me. You don't want to hear this. You don't want to hear this. I want to hear well done. Well done. Good, faithful servant. So what is it about this that Jesus is trying to tell us that is so important? Number one, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Fresh Lordship. And earlier this morning, I wrote down the words, we will become increasingly aware in whose Lordship and whose kingdom we stand. And it's weird because when I wrote become, I wrote the E with a three. Right now, I'm looking at the three come. And I went to change it and the Holy Spirit said, don't. Because there's so many of us in this, it says, didn't we prophesy? 
Didn't we lay hands on the sick? Didn't we do all these things? It was one aspect of them, one aspect of their life, one aspect of ministry, one aspect of being. Was it wrong? No. Was it everything? No. So what did Jesus end up saying? Away from it. Now, the word here is very specific. Kylie showed me this during the week. It's almost like the same way when the mother came to Jesus and said, can my son sit at your right hand? And Jesus said, that's not up to me. That's up to the Father. But there's a place reserved. And what is he saying here is step back. I don't recognize you. Wait a minute, you're coming up really close. Step back. Just just step back. You did that all out of your own selfish ambition. You did that for yourself. You th- you liked what you got your reward. Just step back. I don't you're not intimate with me. Does Jesus reject us? No. Will he tell us plainly to step back? You don't want to hear this. We don't want to hear this. The crucial factor here is intimacy. I never knew you. I never knew you. We have an opportunity while we have breath in our lungs, while we have this incredible creation around us, with God's patterns everywhere, 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 operating in people's lives, operating in the atmosphere, operating in chemistry, physics, maths, whatever you want to apply it to, His patterns are there. We have the opportunity to get to know Him right here, right now, right here, right now, right here, right now. Or are you going to miss it? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms. Right here. Right now, become three. All aspects of our life must be coming into the Lordship. Become. What are we becoming? In the three of that, body, soul, spirit. None of those can be out of balance. They all must be in harmony. Your body must be in harmony or your soul must be in harmony or your spirit. You can't be out of whack in any of these areas. Do you know what? God, Lordship of Jesus brings peace into all those areas. I started last year off not knowing if I was going to walk for very long. I just had surgery in December. My leg was paralyzed. It's still waking up. I can fall over. You've got no idea. About four times already, I've nearly just like, well, here we go. I lose balance all the time. I, I had to, and when God says, I'm doing a new thing, I'm going, okay, what does that mean for me personally? And he said, I'm going to realign things in your body, but you're going to see it in the church as well. You're going to see it in my body because what's happening in your body, you're going to see it happening in the church. So right now, I hear this cry for intimacy between husbands and wives. I hear this cry for intimacy from singles wanting to be loved I hear this cry for intimacy that shows me that God's heart is crying to us when the cry of the human heart is reaching a point where nothing else 
you may have a partner, you may have everything that you want, you may have, and it's still not enough because heaven has entered your existence. You know there is more to life, and you're going, where is it? I've got to find it, and I'm telling you, it's in the way. It's only in the way. Fresh intimacy this year. There are going to be so many opportunities for husbands and wives to have fresh intimacy. Come on, look at your husband or your wife right now and just, you know, do the eyebrows, you know. Fresh intimacy. See, only they know what that means. That could mean something totally different. But fresh intimacy with God. Father, thank you for drawing us into fresh intimacy with you. Father, thank you for allowing us to put our head on your chest. Father, thank you for allowing us to be able to smell your breath, to be so close. Jesus, thank you for reminding us that you just stand there knocking, waiting for us to say, oh, Jesus, you're there. Oh, I didn't realize. I didn't hear you. The noise in my world was so much. The pain in my existence was so loud. I was so busy. But Jesus, thank you for knocking. Don't leave him locking long, guys. Don't leave him knocking long. For his benefit? No. It's all for the glory of our Father. Jesus wants to see you grab hold of his message, wants to see you grab hold of his teachings so that you can become like him. Father, be glorified. Father, I just thank you for the fresh thing that you're doing this year. I feel like a bit of an idiot up here, guys, because I don't know what to say, and I'm just wanting it to wash over you. I'm wanting with all my heart for you to grab hold of this and say, yes, I want freshness in my life. God, I want to know you intimately. I don't want to be stuffed around by the crap of this world anymore. I want to be able to discern good from bad, right from wrong. I want to know wise from foolish in my life telling you the Word of God's the only thing that does that. And the Spirit of God is the only thing that breathes life into the Word of God. If you're able to stand, can you just stand with me? We're going to finish up and Ash is going to come and just finish up this meeting. Got to be honest with you guys. What what's happening in church? I've been in church my whole life, and what's happening now is so fresh. I have I have no reference point for what this is at all. I am so comfortable with this. You have no idea. I could stay here all day and just go, God. I'm just waiting on you. Like this is so important. I want to know you. I don't want to miss an opportunity where you're going to breathe. And I go, oh, I can smell your breath. I can, I can see you. Father, I just thank you right now for my brothers and sisters. My beautiful brothers and sisters that are here. Thank you for the way you've made them. Thank you for their hard wiring. Thank you for their, their loves, their passions. 
those intricacies that only you know and rejoice over, that they see and just, we see and discard as being normal. And that gems that you've placed in the soil of our life to show your beauty. Father, I speak favour and blessing over my brothers and sisters. I speak freedom and freshness. May they know the way. May they drink from your water. May they not drink from any polluted streams or contaminated man-made wells. Oh, but Father, from your spring, from your spring, living water. Father, I just thank you for your spirit making all things new right now. (laughs) Making all things new. Making all things new. All things new. You're making all things new. That's your promise, Father. You make all things new. Wherever I think you can't, that's all. It's all. got something to share that fits in with um, what Stephen's been saying. You guys can take your seats. Father, show me that there's people that are feeling really restless at the moment. There's a restlessness in you. And he, he's doing a new thing. He's doing a fresh thing. And the, the restlessness in our spirit is from God because a dissatisfaction and a restlessness is designed to propel us deeper into God. That's what it's for. So if you're feeling restless, if you're feeling dissatisfied, is anyone feeling like that at the moment? Um. I've been feeling like that. And it's really important that we don't misinterpret the restlessness that we're feeling. It's really important, I need you to hear me in this, that deep calls to deep. So when there's a restlessness in your spirit, it's the Spirit of God calling to the deep things within you, calling them calling them out and calling you to come nearer. So that spiritual restlessness will never be satisfied by a physical decision or a physical shift. So the shift that he's calling us into is a, is a leaning in deeper to him, as Stephen's been saying. So if, but if we misunderstand the restlessness then we'll think, oh, maybe it's time for a new job. Maybe it's time for a new house. Maybe it's time for a new um, location, right? But that will not satisfy a spiritual restlessness. The only thing that will satisfy it is drawing near to God and leaning into God. So if you're feeling restless, it's the Holy Spirit 
agitating you to lean in deeper to what God has for you. Any, any decision that's made in the flesh to try and satisfy a spiritual restlessness will only lead to disappointment and frustration. So don't make any decisions without prayerfully, prayerfully, prayerfully considering and getting a word from God. Don't make any decision out of assumption because it will only lead to disappointment. It's really important in this season. And 1, 1 Chronicles talks about the men of Issachar who were a prophetic tribe. They knew the times and the seasons. So they knew when God was shifting, but they knew what to do in that time and that season. So you can be, you can be spiritually sensitive. You can know that God is shifting, but you need to then take that to your place of prayer and say, what do I do? What do I do with this restlessness, God? In, we need a word from God to know what to do with it. So it's the time, it's time for the Issachars to arise. It's time for the Issachars to arise. Those that know, sensing what's happening in the spirit, but they know what to do with it. And, that, and it says the men of Issachar, this is in 1 Chronicles, men who knew the times and they knew what Israel should do, 200 chiefs with all their relatives under their command. So these are men that knew God, they knew what God was saying, and their families followed them. Their families followed them because they knew God. So it's, it's time for the Issachars to arise. That restlessness that you're feeling, it means he's shifting you to pursue him more to pursue him more, to know him more. Does that make sense? Awesome. So I bless you to lean into God with your restlessness, to take it to him and let him transform it into the right kind of action. Awesome. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.